excited for you to hear this episode where I had the opportunity to sit down with Don Thalheimer, who is a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. She's the mom of five kids, which still blows my mind, and her passion is in helping women who find themselves in the middle, um, the middle meaning perimenopause. And uh, she is all about making a plan together that fits for you and your lifestyle and your body and your habits. And um, we also get into the story of how we met and how Dawn uh, took the opportunity to push me out of my comfort zone. And I was actually very appreciative of that. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, She hears the message from women all the time about how what they're doing is not working and they've tried everything, they are overwhelmed, but uh, overwhelmed no more. Dawn gives us some great information about how to manage in this phase of our lives and untangle some of the patterns and beliefs that we have around food and our bodies and exercise. Um, We also trace back the dots in her life and talk about the path she took to where she is today. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I always enjoy sitting down with Dawn and connecting. So enjoy. Okay. Okay, so hello, and I would like to welcome Dawn Thalheimer, and I am Laura McLeod, and we are here to have a wonderful conversation today um, about all kinds of things. I'm going to go ahead and introduce Dawn to you if you don't know who she is. First and foremost, and for me, this comes at the top of the list, you are a mom of five kids aged 14, 16, 18, 20, and 22. That alone just blows my mind. But you are also several other things. You are a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach with a very holistic approach that focuses on simple daily strategies to help us meet our goals. You are the creator of the Perimenopause Body Code Program. You're also passionate about helping women over 40 lose weight and love the way that they feel. And you're also a director for Kelowna Women in Business, which is how you and I first connected. I'm sure you're many, many more things, but those were just some things that that jumped out to me. And I want to welcome you here and thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me. Super excited. <laughs> yeah, this will be fun. Um, as I said, that's how you and I first connected was through Kelowna Women in Business at one of the coffee and collab sessions in the morning. Yes. And how long have you been working as a director for Quib? This will be my second season going in. So first season, I was doing payments and registration, which was, you know, mostly handling um, tickets, people um, getting tickets for different events. And then as they're coming in the door, being that welcoming person that facilitated that And then my role shifted over the year to a little bit of support in the marketing area, because I do have some experience in that Um, communications is also in my background. And so this year I have fully embraced the marketing and communications role and then passed on the payment to a wonderful new member. So that's really exciting to have another director step into that spot so I can just do one role. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And it's nice that you're also kind of 
pivoting as you go along through with that group and sort of using your skills because you are very multi-talented, I can tell, and just drawing on different uh, things that you've worked on in the background. Uh, yes. I wanted to start with something that I, I, I'm still chuckling about because it, it is a real example of how, um, so we're both coaches kind of in different areas, but as the saying goes, even coaches need coaches, and that is absolutely true. And two weeks ago, I think it was, I came to a coffee and collab morning uh, Kelowna Women in Business event, and uh, I had signed up to do the 10-minute talk. But then the morning of, even though it was a small group, all of a sudden the nerves came up and I thought, oh, what did I do? Why did I sign up for this? And you were so gracious and gave me an out, took the pressure away and said, you know, you absolutely don't have to do that. If you, if you don't want to, we can, we can certainly fill the time connecting and networking. And then very quietly under your breath, you said, but if you want to put on your big girl panties, you can do it. <laughs> and it's so funny because if the wrong person had said that to me, I'm a very stubborn person, it wouldn't have landed, but the way you delivered it and the timing <laughs> and the sparkle in your eye, I was just like, damn it she's got me and it absolutely gave me that push that I needed to just like stop being silly you can talk for 10 minutes it's your own story you're going to be fine so I wanted to again thank you for that and it just shows I think what a great coach you are because clearly you have a knack for delivering that push when it needs to be there but you also are gentle about it and you're not necessarily going to make people do things they absolutely don't want to do and, so that and I think seems it's like a, a superpower it's important finding finding that balance, right? Finding that balance between stretching somebody out of their comfort zone, but also respecting where those those boundaries are, and just you know saying that I'm so glad you you chose to share that morning because the story that you had was so impactful on the group, and so sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone and sharing isn't about you; it's about the people that you're that you're with with the audience and and you're you're giving them that gift so it was just so kind of you to to do that to yeah just to step over that edge well and that's such a great reminder and certainly once i started going and i reminded myself it is my story how can i get it wrong it's just my story so tell it mm -hmm. and then when you see people nodding their head and you get a little confidence as you go along. Right. And then in the end, I was just so glad that I did that and didn't let that opportunity pass by, which I probably would have, if you didn't give me that little extra kick in the pants. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. I am a good kicker in the pantser. You can add that to my well, list of skills. Yeah. And especially with five kids, I'm sure you do lots of that, right? And even though our kids are also different, I'm, I'm sure you find the same thing having five, like they're all motivated differently right? But do your coaching skills come in handy with your family? Right. I, and, and, and I try, right. Cause you, you have all those skills and, and I try to implement with them with my kids, but they're so much different than adults, right? You're just like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. But you just don't understand. <laughs> but it, I think it, it definitely is. And I think it's a really good testing ground for, for some mm -hmm. of, for some of the skills and strategies that you learn to try them out on the, on your kids. And I think it makes you a better coach in terms of just because this is my child doesn't mean that I don't use the same things with them that I would use with a client. You know, it's just, it's a kid. You're mm -hmm. just like, no, yell and you do it because I said so, as opposed <laughs> to giving them autonomy and giving them some choice. And in that, especially as they get older, I think it's really important that they own some of those decisions as well. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I remember one morning walking to the bus stop with my daughter who's 12 and she was telling me about something that had happened and uh, I just started responding without even thinking about it. And she said, mom, I don't need an inspirational talk. And I was just like, it felt like she'd thrown a glass of water in my face. Just so do you ever get that pushback where they're like, don't coach me, mom. I don't think they know yet. I don't think that they've caught on. I don't, it's yeah. I think that's good. I'm still flying that's under the radar, better. which I'm, yes. I'm lucky at. But I know that they do, you know, in terms of training, I have a lot of them are athletes and I'm like, like, mm-hmm. hey, look here, like I am here if you want to train and you want to work on that, you know, let's go. And there's a lot of a lot of eye rolling that happens. with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just offering. I'm just offering. They'll go to another and, practitioner and do what they say. But heaven forbid I tell them. That's so true. It's so true. And I know I remember when you and I went for coffee, we talked about, um, I think we were talking about mindset work and how that is such a huge part of everything that we do. But you said a really good entry point to that is through personal training and nutrition, like you've chosen that kind of as a way in um, where people come for those things, but they often end up leaving with tools with mindset and development that they maybe didn't expect. Is that is that true, the way I'm saying that? Right, exactly. Yeah, because there are so many um, skills that you learn in coaching and in business, right? A lot of it is is that mindset and and sort of how your thoughts dictate your feelings and your actions and your results. And so sometimes with your clients, they'll be, you know, they're having all these thoughts about themselves, about what they're doing. And it's like, okay, you know, and a lot of times this is food, you know, what, what were you thinking at the time? You know, what were your thoughts? And, and that created these emotions that you're having. And then that created this action. And so getting them to stop at those points and think about what they're doing and make decisions from there. It, it's really empowering when you learn to sit with yourself and like, oh, I'm really, really feeling this. It's like, oh, like, why am I feeling this? What is the thought mm-hmm. in my head that's creating this feeling? So that is, mm-hmm. it's powerful, you know, for anybody as an individual, but it's super powerful when you can give that to a client and so that they can have independence with that. They're not relying on me to point that out anymore. They have that for themselves as a tool in their toolkit. So I just, that's I love amazing. that. Yeah, it's it's that awareness. Cool. Yeah, because a lot of people, I'm sure have never had that. And it, it's a simple thing, but it doesn't mean it's an easy thing. But once you have that awareness to stop and think, why am I reaching for whatever? What am I feeling? Or what am I craving right now? And could it be filled in a different way? And maybe a healthier way for me, right? Even just in terms of hydration, like we're told that so many issues could be solved with hydrating ourselves properly. And and that's one that a lot of us are not doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's different from person to person where, yeah, where the, where those gaps are. So it's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I find it fascinating. People probably don't imagine that I find their lives as fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) But thank goodness you do. But it is. yeah, it's it's like a puzzle like every every person every body is different and that's that's what I'm so passionate about is is honoring that 
and people will come to me and this is the big thing. Oh, will you just give me a food plan? And I said, well, no, like, I don't know what you like to eat. We need to make a plan together that is reflective of, of your life, of your body, of what you like to eat, of what you're doing, of what your goals are. So when you go online and you just download, you know, how to lose weight, follow this, you know, this plan, they don't know how old you are. They don't know if you're, you know, a man or a woman or or what your activity level is, right? So, so it's yeah. really important to be just with anything to know what your goals are, who you are, mm -hmm. what you want, and 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 take that approach from that individual perspective. Right, and that's where that there is no one size fits all for this. Um, and it's I love that you do custom programs for people. There's so many things you need to figure out. Like, does this person even like to cook or meal prep, or do they absolutely hate it and they want it to be as simple as possible? Or are there you know allergies and sensitivities that need to be taken into account? So that's where the investment is so important, and that's probably a tool they could use for the rest of their lives. Like if you actually put in the time to figure those meal plans out it can simplify especially weekdays when people are living busy lives and working and and doing all the things that plan I bet is can be very helpful for sure and I think that's that's the goal for me and with a lot of practitioners is I don't want you to come back to me <laughs> I want to set you up and mm. give you a plan and then have you create independence with that so that you can go off and you have lifelong strategies I, my goal nice. is not for you to come back to me next year, right back where we started, right? So mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to have these long-term programs, this long-term investment yeah. where those strategies and habits are nailed down while you have a coach beside you. And then you're transitioning on to a little bit more independence and then kind of off you go. Um, yeah. Sort of and then it's part of your lifestyle. It's it's mm -hmm. not a quick fix, but it, you you give that time to actually assimilate those uh, habits and tasks so that they become second nature. And then for sure, yeah. Hopefully, you just move forward in life with those skills and yeah, not regressing, like can happen with so many different programs for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Do you work? Is there mainly? I, I, I'm. I know you do a lot of work in the perimenopause area. So do you work mostly with women or do you also train with men as well, coach? I work twofold. Uh, I want to say in my nutrition business, um, it is mostly with women. Mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't say this out loud. There's not a lot of men that come to you saying, oh, please help me with food. It's just, <laughs> I mean, there isn't, there isn't. <laughs> but but that's just, it just happens to be where the majority of my clientele is, is coming. And now where mm -hmm. I've, where I've really gone in is servicing these women in perimenopause and beyond. So late thirties for some women. Um, and through that, I find that there's this, this gap between being a young adult, this 20 something, and then being a senior citizen. And there's all these women in the middle and, mm -hmm. and they're not supported in the way that they need to be. So that's really where my passion has, has come, um, mm -hmm. is, is helping these women. They, they are struggling. They're frustrated. They're combing the internet and all the social media and everybody's trying to sell them something. Which can be overwhelming. Yes. Magical. Like it's just magical and it's melting or shredding or 
I don't know. It's just right. Everything is just doing all those adjectives. I just, it frustrates me. It frustrates me that the outlandish promises that, that are made to women and in their desperation, they are signing up for these things. And it's sad. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very sad. So that is where I feel uh, from going through that myself, that that's sort of my calling and my purpose is to work Mm. with these women and help them and, and help them share their stories help them create mm-hmm. community with each other because you just don't, you don't know. And the support yeah. networks just really don't exist for this. Mm-hmm. So that really yeah. just has kind of lit a fire in me to, to go into that area and really, really start helping, helping women through perimenopause and all the things that are happening and the confusion and the overwhelm and just mm-hmm. calming it down and understanding it's not just one piece. It's not just exercise. It's not just food. It is your sleep. It's your stress level. It's finding joy in your daily life and that mindset piece. And also, like I said, finding community and support, like all Mm -hmm. of those pieces need to be in place so that you can thrive now. So absolutely. I'm thrilled that you're, that you're, finding that's where your true passion lies because I feel like it's such an underrepresented group of people like we've been left out of the medical research and things because we were too complicated and our hormones were messy and heart like would affect the study studies wrong so the answer was thought to be well let's just leave the women out of the studies then so mm-hmm. a lot of the information out there and stuff doesn't even take into account what's happening in women's bodies and how hormones do affect things so I feel like it's a lot of times that's where we're getting our information is when as women we gather and we have these conversations and somebody is trying something they suggest it um, so thank goodness we have those groups, but there, there's so much more that we need so that we can kind of navigate these years in a healthy and happy and stable way, because mm-hmm. it's it's the whole thing. And to open up those conversations, right? To have those conversations. Yeah. Nobody sort of goes around asking, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because I think, you know, I, I sort of relate it to when you're pregnant. It's very similar in pregnancy. Everybody's symptoms are different. There's people that are just walking around and they're feeling great and they're looking <laughs> yeah. great. And they're just like, I don't know what's happening. I'm good to go. And then there's other yeah. women that are just really suffering. And, but, you know, in pregnancy, yeah. people feel like, I don't know, you can talk about it. And then I feel yes. like, you know, on the other end, these women through perimenopause and stuff like that, they're just like, what is actually going on? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's again, very different. Everybody's having different things. So, you know, you're having this thing and your friend is not. And I think it's just, yeah, you just mm-hmm. really can be, it can be overwhelming and it can be really, really challenging. For sure. Well, and I'm glad people are talking about it more openly because there is a bit of shame around saying the word menopause, perimenopause. Some people literally curl up and want to crawl under the table. And mm-hmm. and like you say, why can we speak about pregnancy so openly as a kind of a rite of passage and something that happens to so many people? But menopause, we're supposed to figure it out in silence and not talk about it. So I'm glad this is changing and I really, I just hear more and more people speaking about it. So I think that's great. And I love mm-hmm. that you're focusing in on the area of perimenopause as well. Um, uh, 
in your work, I'm curious, what do you notice are the one or the two biggest stumbling blocks for your clients? Do you see like patterns and themes? You, you do. Um, again, it's, it's individual, but for a lot of women that I work with in this age, it's, it's nothing is working. There's a, there's a Mm. mindset piece there that I'm eating healthy. I've tried all the things, nothing is working. So that's one story. (laughs) Um, so that, that's definitely a big piece. And, and then the other one is just, it's just overwhelm, just really unwinding. And, and you'll find people in our age have gone through so many different fads, so many different protocols that they've been told. If you go back to, you know, as a, I think is even as a sort of a teenager, it was, you know, oh, don't have butter, have margarine. And that went back forth. And then it was like, don't have any fat, you know, only have egg whites. And then it's gone back and forth. And then we did Atkins <laughs> and we've done paleo and we've done keto and we've done now mm-hmm. intermittent fasting. Like there are just so many things that are mm-hmm. in our brain and that people get caught up in. So I'm finding that mm-hmm. I'm unwinding a lot of, a lot of that. So good. It really is um, the mental resistance to I'm doing all the things and nothing's working. And then the overwhelm. Well, social mm-hmm. media is telling me this. TikTok's telling me this. I've tried this and this and this and this. And so mm-hmm. can you imagine like it feels terrible? It just it, yeah. it feels like you're really you're really in an awful place. <laughs> I absolutely can imagine. And I've, I've lived that as well. And I've also watched my, especially my mom and my sister back when I was little, they were constantly dieting. And back then it was like the Scarsdale diet or the eat cabbage soup for five days or just different (laughs) things. Right. I remember my mom cutting things out of the newspaper and then, yeah, it was just, but unfortunately, a lot of times that has set up our system and it's almost wrecked our metabolism, these big swings when we go back and forth into these different diet plants. So I, I too also love that you're sort of getting away from the labels and the plans and saying, let's figure out what works for you with the body that you have and the lifestyle that you have. And we're going to have more luck that way and give our metabolism a break. And just, and reconnect. So you'll find a lot of people like it's horrifying to me that are in these, you know, under a thousand calorie sort of diets that they've done on and off. And you just, Mm -hmm. it's terrifying. First of all, I mean, unless you're Mm -hmm. a very, very tiny human, um, it's terrifying, (laughs) but also they have completely switched off that connection between their brain and their stomach. They have no idea anymore. And this is very common in, you know, sort of our Western diet. People don't know if they're hungry. People don't know if they're full. They don't pay attention anymore. Half the time, you know, we're we're so busy. We're eating while we're driving on our computer, doing other tasks, standing in the kitchen. So we're not sitting at a meal and feeling our body, feeling, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm done eating. We just take a plate and we eat all the things on our plate. And then we're using food for all the emotions. We're using food for happy. We're using food for sad. We're using food for, I'm so excited. Now I'm depressed. But all of those things are managed with food. It's kind of crazy. And that's so true that there is a piece there where a lot of us are not slowing down and coming together to enjoy our meals 
as I think it is meant to be, where there's also an appreciation and some reverence for the food that you're eating. And there's just so much noise. Often we have the TV on. I know in our house that's common. And and just that connection piece with the people that you're enjoying food with. Whereas, you know, if you look back, food is thy medicine. It yes, it nourishes our body, but I think it's also meant to nourish our our spirit and also be grateful for where did this food come from? Like who who harvested it, who put it in the truck to drive it to where we could, you know, eat it and and just how often do we slow down enough to do that? Mm-hmm. Maybe once a year on Thanksgiving, depending on right. the family <laughs> you're in and what your traditions are. But it's uh, mindful mindful eating, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And, exactly. And connecting not only with the food, but with the people and with, like you say, your body. How's your body feeling? Are, mm-hmm. are you full? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm guilty of, I start off the day great. I'm doing great through breakfast and getting my exercise in and lunch by four o'clock, I'm starting to get tired. And by seven at night, everything goes out the window and I'm in bed eating a bowl of chips. And it's just like, (laughs) it's the same cycle every day I get up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back on there and have healthy habits. Um, But especially as women, we're dealing with a lot as well. Kids, family, busyness, everybody eating at different times of the day. And that Mm -hmm. can make it tricky as well like you say often we're eating in the car on the fly or you're grabbing something trying to find some healthy options for drive-through because the day just is one of those days where you have to do that so it's uh it can be tricky and then there's the guilt as well as a mom of not you know like obviously we'd like all our kids to be eating healthy and and well for their bodies and then if that's not happening it you kind of is one more thing to feel crappy about Mm -hmm. It, it it really is and so so making those decisions and deciding how you're going to how you're going to navigate that right like it really when you have a plan for things it it's so great so it's you know mm-hmm. that that guilt around you know everything should be maybe a home cooked meal from scratch <laughs> that's not realistic for a lot of people so where in the spectrum between that and McDonald's can we find uh, mm-hmm. a place in the, a place in the middle right? Like a place where like maybe it's the rotisserie chicken from Costco with a bag salad or something like that, where it's real food, but requires less prep. And maybe that's the way we get through, you know, dinner today. And so just finding what works for each person, for each family, you know, it's so different, right? And it's different and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. there are, there are days where it might be a drive-through and, you know, and I work with that with my clients and it's like, okay, you can have a drive-through day. What day is that going to be? It can't just be, oh, shoot, I'm panicking. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, drive-through. It's okay. On Thursday, I've decided that's going to be the day where I don't want to cook. And that's what I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. being conscious in our actions and not mm-hmm. just sort of floating around and accidentally, <laughs> accidentally yeah, falling yes. into winding up. and then the kids also know if they wear you down enough that they can get you to go through the drive through (laughs) right like you got to have some some boundaries in place um one thing I know I remind my boys of uh because they do enjoy going to the gym and working out and they can get in their phases of being extremely um health conscious and 
sometimes if they mess up, it's that thinking of, oh, I just wrecked all that work. I don't care anymore. I might as well just go. Like, even though I went off the rails with this one meal, the whole weekend's blown or who cares? And and I try to remind them like, okay, you went off the rails. That's fine. Now get back on the rails. Like you don't have to throw in the whole towel and hate on yourself for what just happened. But mm-hmm. it just get like, get back at it. Start again. It's, it's, we all have those moments or those days, but don't use it as an excuse to just completely give in uh, for everything that you've been working for. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's super important. That's something it, it reminds me, I had a a client recently and that was her big takeaway from working with me was that her ability to reset was just so much faster. It was like, oh, shoot, went out, maybe ate too much, maybe drank too much. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. that's okay, reset. And she, over time, was just able to reset just so much more quickly. And it was just so cool. It was, there wasn't that, like you said, you know, that that Friday night that bleeds into Saturday, that bleeds into Sunday. And, you know, at the end of the weekend, you just feel terrible about yourself. It was, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I acknowledge this meal I ate too much. Not a big deal. Next meal, I'm... Mm -hmm. I'm right back at it. I'm following, you know, the, the way that I want to eat to get to the goals that I want. So there's yes. a, there's a lot of guilt and shame in our society and that's something we really need mm-hmm. to work on. Well, and I think that's so much more empowering than trying to go for perfection where you are eating according to some sort of plan and you never deviate, which can be very difficult when you're invited to different things or now you're eating at a restaurant and, so I think that muscle of being able to get back, like acknowledge that you went off your plan and that's okay, forgive yourself and get back on it is actually a better skill than 100% sticking to your plan and never going away from it and then missing out on a lot of life things or, or joys maybe. Um, yes. Yeah, because it's important to be in that moment. It was It's interesting because I love podcasts like you do. And there was one mm-hmm. uh, trainer that I was listening to recently and he's like, I want my clients to be at like 80, 85%. I don't want them to be mm-hmm. at 100%. And I was like, Good. oh, isn't that fascinating, right? Like yeah. you need to live in the moment. You need to be part of celebrations. You need to have birthday yes. cake and these kind of things, right? Like live yeah. in that moment um, and have those experiences. So that was just really fascinating. It was like, no, yeah. you shouldn't be hundred percent. You should be about 80, 85. I love that. That's kind of beautiful. Really yeah. That. Isn't that nice? It is. Yeah. yeah. And I've also heard a, uh, one thing that stuck with me too, is it's like, if you're really craving chocolate cake, go out and have the most amazing piece of chocolate cake, but don't go buy a whole chocolate cake and bring it home so that you can have a piece because guess, guess what's going to happen. So indulge yes. yourself, but make it a, a whole thing where you enjoy it, you get a really good piece, but don't have a whole bunch extra sitting around because then you're going to want to keep going with it. And I thought that was a really nice way too is celebrate your cravings every once in a while and it's okay to have them and then just get back to it. So I like that 80, 85% rule. Um, when I was looking, uh, poking around on your profiles and things, I noticed that you had a <laughs> Bachelor of Commerce from UBC. Yes. 
<laughs> so that is intriguing. First of all, I went to SFU and I spent uh -oh. many, many <laughs> hours in the UBC library studying because my girlfriend went to UBC. Um, so that made me laugh. But it sounds like there was a big shift for you at some point to the career that you're doing now. So is there a story behind right. that? Or can you tell us how you ended up doing this work? I think like life is an adventure like that, right? So yeah, I <laughs> I went to and 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 I went to university and it was right out of high school and and that was I wanted to get into business. I really liked that in my mind. I was in, you know, an office building in downtown Vancouver wearing mm -hmm. the suit, you know, doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I did do that. I did do that for a time. I worked for um, a real estate development company and I was in the giant tower downtown and I commuted on the sky Same. And I did the same. Same. <laughs> same. So, uh, yeah, I did that for a while and then, um, and then I, I got out of that and I was just sort of working in restaurants, kind of figuring out what do I want to do? And I remember, um, and I'm trying to think what it was. It was like an advertisements or something for, uh, demonstration down at Vancouver film school. And I don't even know what possessed me to go, but I went, and I sat in that theater and I don't know if you've ever had those moments where they were showing all the pieces of this program and my whole body just resonated with this. And it was, wow. this is a long time ago, people. Um, it was when they <laughs> first started their multimedia program. And I'm not even sure what it's called now. So it was website building back in the day where you had to hand code it all by yourself we did oh, website wow. building, we did graphic design, we did 3D animation, we did like Photoshop stuff, we did sound engineering. Um, so you did all of that? You took the program? Yes. And video editing. <gasps> and I was like, I just, my heart went and it, at the time it was a lot of money and it was one year, it was yeah. a lot of money. Um, but, but I did that for a year and it was just, cool. oh. It was just amazing and so immersive, those those programs where you're just right in, hands-on. And so I came out of that, and I actually got a job working in post-production and film in Vancouver. Oh, which, wow. Yeah, which was fantastic. So we did all those spectacular movies that you don't see. Um, <laughs> yeah. And was this before kids, I'm assuming? This was, this yeah, this was pre-kids. This is where I met my husband. I worked in post-production. Oh. We were over in our in our own little building elsewhere. And he worked in, in the main office and that's, yeah, that's, that's where we met. And then when I had my first child that was in Vancouver and so, yeah, so I, I stepped away from, from working in film and yeah, really didn't, I mean, we, we have our own company, but really didn't work at another job for a really long time. Mm. Yeah. So it was kind of, that's so when interesting. I, yeah. When I decided to go back, um, I'm trying to remember, trying to remember what child this was. <laughs> was time, so it must have been in 2009. So it was the last one. Um, my my in laws gave my husband and I the greatest gift of babysitting all of these kids. So there were five of them at the time, um, and we mm. went to see a personal trainer. So three wow. days a week, my husband and I and and his brother went to a personal trainer. And if you could ever give somebody a gift, the gift of childcare. <laughs> very big. Wow. Um, yes. And that's what started really that, that journey for us and, and for me just getting into that training. And then at one point going, wow, like, could I do this? And it's funny. Cause I'm, I can't think of, I was a lot younger than I am now, 
like, oh, am I too old to do this? <laughs> am I too old to go back to school to do this? Oh my gosh, right? Now I don't, yeah. I'm like, I'm never too old to do anything. But at the time I was. I love that we both just found that so funny. It's like, yeah, yeah what were you, the, the ripe age of what? I mean, it's 30 I don't know, I would have been in my 30s. 20s. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably yeah. too old to, uh, to be washed up. But so, yeah, so I went to Okanagan College here and spent a year doing doing that and then that became my part-time job you know that I could go do mm. um between so what an adventure well, especially right? around raising kids and being able to make your own hours and and I'm sure you're using a lot of your business skills and things that you learned back in university now in your business and in your work with Kelowna women in business so it, it all comes together right but it's funny sometimes the path that we take to oh yeah to get to where we are it's just, it's just nuts. And I don't know if you've ever read it. Um, Scott Adams, he talks about your talent stack and you like sort of stack, what are, what are all your talents? And I stack my talents. I'm like, these make no sense. These, no, all of these skills, like, I don't know, that does not speak to any particular job. And, and you're right. When you look back now that I'm running my own business and doing my own thing, um, I am using my business skills. I'm definitely using now in the days of everything's online website, Instagram. I have all my video editing skills, all marketing, <laughs> all of my website skills, all of my marketing skills. So all those things I'm learning. And then even as a, as a parent spending, you know, 20 something years parenting children, you know, now I'm just, I'm parenting, but I'm, you know, parenting adults. I'm taking care mm -hmm. of, of adult human beings. So it makes mm -hmm. sense now for a long time. It really didn't. <laughs> Well, and it's fun to trace it backwards. You wouldn't have those kids if you hadn't met your husband, if you hadn't worked in that industry, if you hadn't gone to that presentation that day. Yeah. Like, thank goodness you did take the path that you took to yeah. to end up where you are. Yeah. I love life is a curiosity. Like yes, it sure is. So the next question I'd like to know is what is really lighting you up these days and put what pushes you out of your comfort zone? Because you're so good at, at helping others with their comfort zones and getting out of them. So I'm curious for you, what area is maybe one that is tricky for you? Um, it's fun because it's so much easier to solve everybody else's problems, right? I love that. <laughs> like, oh, you have a problem yeah. in your business? Don't worry. I'll show you exactly where your weakness <laughs> is. And then you know, the mirror turns in your face. I, I think right now, now um, and, and maybe it's the age, you know, maybe now that I'm sort of, you know, progressed into my 50s, there's this fire that there's so much work that I want to do. And I feel like I'm playing kind of catch up. Like, I feel like there's so much I want to know. There's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to experience. And so I'm just really going hard right now with all these mm -hmm. things and your brain is like how much can you cram inside of this <laughs> I feel like less now I don't know who these people are that go do their master's and doctorate degrees at this age but that that is really um as the kids get older and as they're moving on and doing um things for themselves that is really mm -hmm. what's lighting me up is this is sort of my time a little bit more to chase down these things that that such a good time of life mm -hmm. 
it's fantastic. Like I really, it really is. And just the age that we're in with information so accessible to us, like you just really are able to do so much and learn so much from, Mm -hmm. from your home and, and work from your home. And that's a real game changer Mm -hmm. to me. And a lot of the reason that I pivoted more into the nutrition side of things was to stop this back and forth going to a gym you know, it was like, go to the gym, train a client, maybe two, come home. And it just always Mm -hmm. felt like my day was so um, chopped up like that. So working from home to me is like fabulous. You can do laundry and. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Even just the commuting time and traffic, and especially when, I mean, I'm from Vancouver as well, originally. So there's so much time wasted in the day going back and forth to, to a a workplace often Mm -hmm. that you save yourself a lot of time by working from home. Now you still need to get out of the house, right? Cause on the flip side, sometimes I spend way too much time at home, but I don't ever want to go back to commuting an hour each way to go to work and no. yeah, get all that time getting dressed up and ready to go downtown. No, thank you. That sounds um, terrible. <laughs> well, sorry for all of those people that do it. In car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have to, I get it. You do it. But once you've figured out a way to not have to do that, and even just what you're saving in gas, time, frustration, all that, it and we didn't have to podcasts go back. back then. There were no podcasts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read an actual book on the bus, which was kind of nice. Yeah. But, um, okay, I've got some last questions for you. These are kind Ooh. of just fun ones. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> you don't like fun. <laughs> They just, you know, they're the surprise ones that my brain is like, okay. No, these are easy. These are easy. Okay. What are you currently reading or have recently read that you loved? I'm a book person. So I always love to hear book suggestions. Oh, see, now you're making me think on the spot and I'm going to have to go into my iPad and see all the things that I am currently (laughs) reading because there is, there is a lot. I am and you as a business person will probably like this. I'm really into Alex Hermosi's books right now. Oh. Um, so it's like $100 million offers and $100 million leads. Like I just, the, all the business books, you cannot cram that stuff into my head fast enough. Cool. Just, I've, I follow him on Instagram, but I've not read one of his books. So that's <gasps> interesting. They're good. It's, it's just so cool. Like it's just the psychology of business and mm-hmm. things like that. I just, I love, I kind of nerd out in, in that area. So yeah. Unfortunately, he's turning it on its head a little bit. I feel like, like he's got a good <laughs> angle. He's just, yeah, it's really cool. He has a great podcast. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I follow a lot of business. I follow, of course, a lot of fitness nutrition people. Um, I find that's mm-hmm. a, a good way to sort of keep in touch. So that's kind of where my brain is these days. I have fiction. I'm like, oh, I have not kept up with my book club in terms of fiction just because yeah. all of this other stuff is so fascinating okay. for me. Same. I can relate to that. You should see my bedside table. I'm one of those people that reads like six books at the same time. And it takes me a long time to finish them, but it, I read, I pick depending what mood I'm in Ooh, and read from good that idea. Mm-hmm. Well, some people are like, are you crazy? I couldn't keep that bra- straight in my brain. And I'm like, maybe that's why my brain's so confused. I don't know, <laughs> it's, I just, but it's just, it seems to be the way I like to do it. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to share like your... a book list. <laughs> yes. What's, what's in the iPad right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good to know about Alex because I, I didn't know that he had written books. So there you go. 
just because I follow him on Instagram, you don't necessarily know everything that somebody's doing. Oh, follow his po- podcast. You're a podcast person, follow his podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. You'll love it. Okay, good. What is one of your favorite songs to dance to? Like if you have five minutes to yourself oh. and no one's around and you just want to rock out, what song would you pick? <gasps> I don't do that, but it's so I'm, fun. I, I, do, I don't do that, but because I, um, I teach every Friday at a gym. I have, I have one class that I, that I do live at a gym. And so my favorite thing is I, my playlists just blow everybody's mind. Cause they're so bizarre. Like I have everything from like the seventies till now oh. it's all over the place. So I do find some good ABBA hits really well. With oh, people. Yeah. I do like that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a very eclectic mix. That's for sure. So I don't know. That's one of the things I'm like known dancing for. Queen with my friends is eclectic playlist that's my so I I feel that and I I feel like music can transform like you can go in a split second from I'm exhausted I can't keep going to I could go for hours (laughs) it has that ability to just energize you if it's the right music and if it's loud enough 100% 100% yes so you need different playlists for different occasions yes yeah and I think that's fascinating. I often wish I had actually gone into music therapy because I'm really fascinated on what that's doing to our brain and why is that so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is really, you know, like resonates with you to your childhood, right? Like I grew up with my mom and dad listening to Neil oh, yeah. Diamond, listening to Rod Stewart, listening to Elton mm-hmm. John, like they came from England. Mm-hmm. So, so those musicians and those songs have that emotional yes. attachment to, to my family and my childhood which is kind of, and it can take you back to a a moment moment. in an instant, just like, boom, you're back there. And it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I love the work that's being done with dementia patients and how with music that can activate a certain part in their brain that hasn't necessarily been able to be reached with their dementia, but music has a way of they'll all of a sudden start singing. They remember all the words. If it's, especially if it's from a long time ago, like from their childhood or something, it does something different to our brain, which I find is just really, really interesting. Very cool. Um, It is cool. Oh yeah. And one thing I wanted to say, and you don't, you don't have your hair down today, but you have the nicest curly hair oh. I think of anybody I've ever known and you don't have it down today but as a I, I'm a curly hair person it's, I'm not wearing it curly today but how do you keep your curls so nice okay the story of the curly hair my hair didn't used to be curly um so my hair became curly after pregnancy apparently it's a thing it's a hormone thing so all of a sudden after I had and this is from my first child my hair went curly and I was like I what I don't even know. What do you do with this? What, what did you hate it at first? I don't know if I hated it. It was just, you just don't know. And it's not ringlet curls. Like I know people that have these beautiful ringlets. Mine is not ringlets. It's like wavy, right? Like it's yes, kind of wrinkly. I don't, I don't even know how to describe that. It's beautiful. So, um, so, but then I sort of became obsessed with it a little bit, like, you know, cause it's like long and curly and it's just mm. this, this thing. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm 90% of my life is unfortunately hair in a bun as I'm running yes. around. Curly hair does not weather well overnight. So it looks great no, it like one day out of the shower and then it just looks like crap. 
Yeah, so, I always say I wake up looking like Bozo the Clown. Like there's no repairing that. You got to start over again. Yeah, you have to start over. Yeah, you have to start over. So unless, and oh. if I straighten it, then I'm good to go. But it is just a funny thing that, that happened to me. That's just, yeah, I, that's yeah. wild. So with my first pregnancy, I lost my curl. <gasps> and then I, I lost it for like 10 years. And then when I had my daughter, it came back. So I, I understand what you mean. Hormonally, there's something that happens with our hair. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of wild. I kept thinking yeah. it might go shift back and it, it has, I kept trying. <laughs> <laughs> but at least with curly hair, you can wear it straight. You have the beauty of being able to do both. Whereas if you have only yes. straight hair, it's pretty hard to make it nice and curly. Some hair yes. just won't even do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm but jealous. it is, it, it is interesting. well that's kind of we're ready to wrap it up I just want to say thank you so much for being here today and having a conversation with me I always love to talk to you I know you have a free guide to your perimenopause body code program and can you tell us where to find that and just give our listeners an idea of where's the best place to find you and follow along with the, the wonderful things that you're doing Right. I'm kind of all over the place. Um, if you go to donthalheimer.com, that is um, one place that you can go, maybe easy to remember. Um, and that's where my perimenopause guide sits right now. You can just uh, click there and download it. So that'll be there. Um, Instagram. It's I, I'm shifting and this is a weird place. So at Don Thalheimer on Instagram or at Blacktop Fitness on Instagram, as I kind of pivot my business, I'm finding I have two handles. I don't know which way to go. There's drama around there that I try to just release. Um, But yeah, I I think if you look up Dawn Thalheimer, you will, you will find me there for sure. And that'd be great. Perfect. And we're going to spell that because it is an unusual name. T-H-A-L-H-E-I-M-E-R. Did I get it right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) and for anybody that's interested in in connection um especially with other women in business Kelowna women in business is another place that they will find you and lots of great events and information on that website too so thank you so much Don always a pleasure to chat with you yes thank you for inviting me I'm sure we'll see each other again in real life this is the the joy of being at home online people is that then we have to find those opportunities in real life too Absolutely. Let's grab a coffee again before too long. So we'll see you soon. Thank you again. Thank Thank you so much for listening to our show today. If you enjoyed the conversation, please rate and review and follow along. I'm so happy that you're here and I will see you next time.